When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. We are at the Minnesota State Fair, and I arrived here today convinced it was Wednesday and found out it was Tuesday, so we got even more days left than uh, than I thought we did. Dana Kicker has stopped by. Now, I got a first question I got to ask you is about the Red Sox. That leads down to seven. You think they're puckering up yet, those Boston fans? Uh, well, I heard you talking about that on Monday <laughs> where they lost four in a row, but uh, that is uh, from... From start to finish, offense, defense, speed, pitching, probably the best Red Sox team we've had in well, a long time. They, except if they don't have that left-hander, it uh, changes everything. Sale, you know, but they're good. They're, they are good. But, uh, of course, this is a little different than when they've uh, uh, had the Yankees breathing at them in the past because they're both in the playoffs no matter what happens. They right? are, but when it comes down to it, I think it would be good for baseball. Everybody's saying it's kind of boring right now because mm-hmm. they're, other than the A's in Houston, there really aren't any any division races going on. Yeah, exactly. If it comes down to it, uh, it would be good for baseball. certainly be good for, for Boston and New they York. Can, they can get angst filled, though, there in Boston. You've been there. Uh, what uh, Your best year there. What Where did they end up finishing? Um, well, in 1990, we, we went down to the last game of the series, and uh, um, we won it when Tom Bernanski made a diving catch, and Jeff Reardon was our closer, and very uh-huh. few folks think, hey, those are Twins players, but they played with me in Boston, and we won it on the last day of the season, and and um, pretty proud of that because back then there was only four teams that made oh, it sure, in. Right. Yeah. And now with the wild card, it's good for baseball because it keeps the excitement there. But it was, I think, a, a bigger challenge to make it into the postseason. And Oakland was good. And Oakland beat you, right? Yeah, they beat yeah. us four straight. We just couldn't score enough runs. And that is the Oakland team that ran into uh, the uh, Nasty Boys, right? Yes, Lost it was. Lost to Cincinnati. Lost to Cincinnati, right? which was yeah. a huge upset, probably one yeah, of the biggest well, upsets in, in World Series. But that was one of the first right. bullpens that said, okay, if we're ahead of you after six, uh, forget it. It uh, was. Jose yeah. Rio and then turn it over to them. And yeah. uh, right. Barry Larkin at short. It uh, was surprising. Very yes. Much so. All right, Dana. Uh, State uh, Amateur Baseball Tournament going on right now in New Prague and Shakopee. There were also some games in Jordan. 
Uh, Reavers tells me the crowds in New Prague have been fantastic and probably Shakopee, too. I have not been to New Prague's ballpark since Ooh. they put a bunch of money oh, into Tina, it. Oh, you got to get down there. I, I loved it with the Ivy. I mean, uh, I remember my, when I was coaching my son, we played in some fall leagues and played down there, uh-huh. and it was the first time there. It's quaint, so they had a lot to work with. I'll get down there and... Uh, um, Bob Greeley is heading it up in Shakopee, and he was my grad assistant coach when I was a freshman up at St. Cloud. So he's really hard up. I'm throwing a pitch out, I think, Sunday mm-hmm. in the 5 o'clock game. So hopefully <laughs> the Lakers are there at that Look time. Look at that crowd. That was during the new Prague, and, oh, who did they beat uh, right before right before they we, Are they we done, by the way? Do they get beat? No, new Prague won. New Prague you won. You got three There's DRS teams in the in final the 16, baby. Okay. And my last team was New Market, That's so I'm right. pulling for the Muskies. And I tell you, they bring more fans and drink oh. more beer than any other team. Pat, here's to back up what Dana just said. <laughs> new Market played in New Prague on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. They were going to stay to watch the New Prague game, and then they were going to also stay to watch us. They rented a freaking bus to go from New Market to New Prague so the boys could have a couple pops afterwards. That's how committed the fish are to the state amateur tournament. It's, well, they got two bars atmosphere. in that town, and they can be a little crazy. Yep. They're right yep. next to each other, too. Yep. Uh, competition. And but, the great uh, thing is, you, 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 you go up to the double wide, and you got your ball or you got your uniform on, you get a free beer. Yep. So it doesn't get any better than that. Dana, it is astounding uh, the uh, what, what these uh, towns are doing with their ballparks to get when they get the state amateur baseball tournament it's uh, unbelievable and now that new prague was going to do it anyway because they it was for the high school but correct and, and jordan's always had one of the the better fields in the state and uh um, shakopee also that's, and that's fairly new right well it's, it's probably been around 20 25 years i mean when you think about it but they've done the right things to it to just keep it distinct from others but the thing about new prague's ballpark it was older and now they've added millions of dollars to it and it's kind of tucked away so there's never really any wind in the crowd you can just hear it i don't have 169 you know fighting with that like in shakopee but it's it's great for baseball you see these sounds i i uh, enjoyed the uh, article you had a couple weeks ago on the the, the midway snurdbirds. The midway snurdbirds. That must have been out by Hadley or whatever your neck oh, of the no, woods. Oh no, no, no. That's uh, way out in uh, western uh, by Detroit Lakes, thirty miles from Detroit. All Lakes. right, but, but there is there's three houses in a baseball field. There is really no no midway. But uh, players, you know, were living in the cities. Now they're coming back and playing, <laughs> yeah, and it's right. hard hard to get out of your blood. Well, the all time uh, story on that is the uh, the infielder from Dundas who was the MVP of the tournament. What the heck was his name? This oh, is, Scotty. Uh, uh, um, this is eight, uh, uh, 17, 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was li- working in California and flew back on weekends. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He uh, was yeah. working for Wells Fargo. No, no, no. He was. He ended up at the Vermilion Bank, is where we got yeah. him, because he was within uh, yeah. within our distance. And then he got transferred. Exactly. Uh, um, uh, yes. Uh, he was a, a good player. I wrote a, com- I wrote a comment about him. I can't remember what his last name. Was, was. he the one that had the treehouse as his address? No, that no, was. No. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) That was his van, whatever Perkins parking lot it was parked in. (laughs) I got a good Joe Driscoll story. Okay, there aren't aren't any bad Joe Driscoll stories. That's a good point. Um, Dundas, he was playing in Red Wing, and we drafted him. Yes. And so Bill Nelson, the longtime manager, and myself, and Lou Olson, we meet and we're driving up and we ask Joe, where should we pick you up? And he says, well, you know where the Perkins is off of Highway 55 up in up in Plymouth up there? He says, yeah, we know where that is. Well, stop by at about 10 o'clock and I'll be there. There'll be a van sitting there. And sure enough, we pull in the van sitting there. We 
bang on the back door opens up joe gets out we go up and i think we were playing oh playing somewhere up north and mm-hmm. somehow joe ended up in fargo because the state or the national legion tournament was there okay somebody and, told him let's go to the legion tournament <laughs> jeff shugel who i played uh, against and with in new Orleans, and uh, joe would have played with when he was in arlington was up there scouting at that time and somehow joe left his pants in Fargo, and when it came time for him to pitch that next day in the game, he couldn't pitch because he didn't have any uniform pants. So, I mean, it just... But it didn't bother us anyhow. We had fun on the drive home. Well, he was... Uh, he's one of the all-timers. I, I tell you, my favorite story is I'm in Fort Myers about three years ago on St. Patrick's Day. He calls. I get a call from Driscoll. I figured, okay, he must be in Fort Myers for some senior baseball or something. He's mad because... Murphy's Bar in Kilkenny is not open on in the afternoon on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day and says, what are you going to do about it? I said, <laughs> well, I'm as outraged as you, Joe, but I'm, I'm 1,700 miles away. I don't know what the hell I can do about it. So, yeah, what a beauty. That's the great thing about amateur baseball is the characters you run into. And uh, Reaver's team will be facing the son of one of the great characters of those Arlington dynasties, uh, uh, Greg Odegaard's kid, right? Yeah, Chris Odegaard uh, played at Mankato, got drafted, and then had a short stint with the Saints. And uh, he's a UPS driver for me now. I just retired right? from UPS, but he drives for us out of Glencoe. And uh, him and his brother will be game to go. And So I guess good. your allegiance towards my Lakers are going to be waning here. Then, it, well, I'm, I'm a good Lutheran, so Matt Lane's a Lutheran <laughs> minister, so I'll, I'll kind of go. I'll, I'll I'll be on the side of the pitcher, regardless of who's out on the field at that time. So how many uh, does the other brother pitch to? He is an in. I think he's a shortstop. I want to say he's a shortstop. He could be the older brother. Well, uh, Odie will be there, though, watching the kids. He will be there if Harple's lets him off in time. Yeah, he's (laughs) been selling cars there for quite some time, and I talked with Greg a couple weeks ago. It's exciting. I mean, it's fun fun to see that. I mean, now it's the next generation. That's why I gave it up a couple years ago when I started playing against the kids and sometimes grandkids, the guys I used to play against. I figured 40 years was enough. How's life without one of the great characters of all time, Kermit Kicker? Well, how's, how's that? How's life without Kirby? Thanks for, for bringing it up. It's, uh, um, it's, it's a little different. We put a benefit game on in Fairfax that I kind of arranged. It was an old-timers game. And um, I put it together in two weeks. We had over 500 fans there and oh, raised really? over $5,000 for uh, a baseball booster who for 48 years has held baseball together who's, who's suffering through some cancer. And that's what it really reflected on me when I'm sitting here. I've got Eddie Joe Blumhofer from Montgomery Lonsdale who was just in the nursing home and his grandsons bring him and he was on a golf cart. <laughs> we get him up, his, we take him by golf cart up to, to, uh, to uh, home plate. He says, I don't know if I can hit uh, thrown pitching, so I put a tee out there. He hits a line drive up the middle, hops in the golf cart. His son takes him around the bases and gets a standing ovation. Yeah. I mean, it was just a wonderful event, but, but my father wasn't there where he always would be behind home, and, uh, and I'll be honest, I was choked up a little bit. But um, 88 years, almost 89, he's had a good life. Uh, I know that he was one person that you really enjoyed, and uh, – um, yeah, I guess if every day was like going out to Fairfax or the Frontier Bar to cover <laughs> c- c- cover characters like Benny Volts and my dad, it uh, you'd probably do it forever. All right, Dana. Hey, thanks for stopping by, sir. Always a pleasure. All Good right, luck. we'll uh, probably see you or run into you at the uh, Reavers baseball game this uh, weekend. Probably. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Dana, thanks, Dana, Dana. Kicker, uh, who's uh, you know played at all levels, big leagues and town ball and everything in between. 
We are at the State Fair. Uh, was it, I think, uh, this is day four, right? We're at two. Five. Uh, yeah, but no, for us. Four, day four. Well, day, day four for us. I, I, yes. I don't but care about six. Oh, no, you meant in general. Okay. No. <laughs> you know what? And it chucks at five o'clock. Remember we just... Oh, that's we, right. We, we would do the, the halftime. We got to have the halftime oh, celebration. Yeah. Uh, now, when we when we were doing Saturdays, it was a little... It was, yeah, it, it kind of got messed up the timing. Messed up, you know what I... Of course, we were so also going to do the gong, too, and we kept forgetting to do that. Five o'clock today is the uh, halftime uh, We had forgotten show. everything today. We didn't even do Shooter at the start today. No? Well, that's... Well, boy, I tell you, we're going to play the heck out of that Shooter sounder, though, <laughs> uh, next week when we get Let's back in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't really count. It's uh, this doesn't uh, this doesn't have the foreboding quality to it that we should be able to have next week. You know, that's what, you know, that's uh, what what did uh, George Costanza and his uh, and uh, Jerry's father call the uh, oh. n- not uh, the uh, you know the Festivus for for the rest of us, and we were going to celebrate. What were they celebrating? They basically their complaints, right? Yeah, their, basically their recriminations. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll we'll have a, we'll have a week of recrimination. The Festivus for we'll the rest of everybody. Us. A week of recrimination. You know, I've said when uh, everybody there's. I've seen a lot of newspaper guys retire or be retired in the old sports columnists, and they all write these odes. You know these. These thanks for being with us, and you know all those, yep. all these fond memories. And I was thinking the way to go out is just rip everybody, <laughs> wouldn't it? And, and but do it in a satirical fashion. But ninety-five percent of the people wouldn't get it, right? Well, what if you just did this for your send-off? See you later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could or maybe it. that could be the headline. But the send-off could be, uh, thank God I don't have to cover any of these clouds anymore you know true you could do that in the headline everybody the headline could just be see you later <laughs> yeah, yeah that could be it yeah we'll uh or maybe tk is just we wish them well yeah we wish them well we, we, wish, we, them, wish, them we well. wish these people well that's for sure <laughs> dang i should have worn a, worn a coat here today you know i was uh, gonna just mention it does not feel state it's fair worse. like it's getting worse it's getting cooler because yes, usually we're out here baking in the afternoon yeah. when it uh, when it comes to state hannah fair brandt and lee steckline from the uh minnesota white caps uh will be here uh, shortly they're making the rounds today because the uh, white caps are uh, going to be debuting. Actually, I printed some stuff out here. I'll have to give you the date and all that stuff. Uh, first game. Now, I'm sure they have some games against other teams. I think they're going to be playing some colleges and the like. But uh, their conference, their uh, their league, which they only have five teams, and I think they only have 16 conference games. Obviously, they play everybody four times, but. Uh, their first game at the Trier Rink will be Saturday, October 6th, 4 o'clock, and then the Wild have their opener uh, later that night. I so, do want to make it over uh, to see that new, uh, that new facility because I've, I've only seen a couple of shots on it online. It does look like a really cool setup. Isn't it astounding that uh, everybody in town now has a uh, fantastic new practice facility, including new stadiums? It's, uh, it's amazing. We're building them like drunken sailors. Okay, I got here. a question for you fellas. Okay. okay. Uh, except for a few old grumps, everybody seems to be on the Phil Fleck bandwagon, right? 
I mean, the 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 Minnesota populace is sort of oh, they they you know. I don't. Let's face it. We like BS up to our necks. Right? I don't we necessarily like agree totally. And here's, I, I mean, yes, but I think it's more mixed because season or ticket sales were not high I, last year. You just that's the point I'm bringing up here. Ah, uh, I'm he's. We've never had a hard a harder sell than we get from him, right? And it seems to you know certainly work. And yet, the story the other day said their season tickets are twenty-one thousand something, another four or five thousand down from last year. Mm. Now the uh, the schedule stinks. Uh, they got the three non-conference games. They got a game with Iowa, but then they got Indiana, Northwestern, and maybe Purdue or somebody. I mean, the home schedule stinks. But what's going on? How come? Uh, I I know that there was that. That five hundred buck charge on a lot of tickets or stuff, that extra thing. But what I'm saying is why would it be down four thousand? I'm not people, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm surprised it was only twenty five thousand, but why would it be down five four thousand? I think people are I think people are optimistic, but I think they're very cautiously optimistic. And I think every, I think a lot of people are sitting back and saying, Okay, you're selling us a lot of stuff, but now we got to start see, seeing some substance. We want to start seeing you win more games, and, and if you, I mean, if they can win seven, find a way to win seven or eight games, which is probably not likely this year, then you know you might, might see, you might see those, yeah, you might, it might I, creep back up. I, I think it's a little but bit I think different. Pe- I think people want to see it. I think they want to see it first before they really buy in. I think the go for football audience is a niche crowd to begin with, and when your program is gone downhill these last couple of years and the with the competitive ticket market that is well, in place right ago, now they were nine and three no my, and four, but 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 even those year that in the in the year that um that tracy clays ran this yeah, team they weren't selling their terrible. attendance was terrible yeah. yeah but my my point is the with the ticket buying crowd only has so much dollar to go around i think that's part of it i yeah. think they i think more than ever they're just overwhelmed by the vikings and if you want to the Vikings, let's face it, it's it basically have tripled the cost of going to a game, yep. right, mm-hmm. from what it was in yep. the other place. Mm-hmm. I mean, seats seats are two and a half, three times what they were in the other place. And it's, you know, you're out there. If you're if you're a football fan in town, you know, there's the gopher goofballs, you know, there's it's 10% of the football audience. But the Vikings, I think, are more competition. They're more competition from every everybody in town than they've ever been sure. because of the amount of money they're sucking out of the market. But I think it's uh, I think it's more direct competition of the Vikings than anything else. I you know that I, and if you're right, if they you know if they would somehow beat Wisconsin some year and yeah, and, and, and they and gotta win. the other thing too, Pat is they gotta put put something together consistently too. If they can get a couple of eight nine win seasons in a row. Then people will start, but right now it's just kind of like PJ's just he's selling a lot of stuff. Which, as a young up and coming coach, yeah, he's supposed to do that. He's supposed to sell his program, but people, this this is a. I mean, everybody in the state, it's a fickle fan base. They want to see results before they buy into anything. And here's another thing: nationally, college sports is down. Attendance. Wisconsin didn't sell out homecoming for the first time in a thousand. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's down nationally, like attendance was down three and a half or four percent on that level. But I think you're getting. I think the... that's students. I think, I think the, the 
kids staying over at the University of Minnesota in these nice apartments and everything care less about sports than they ever have. I think that that's that's true, and I also think because of you know when it, when a kid only has you know twenty five dollars in his checking account or her checking account, mm-hmm. going to a football game isn't that important to them or or any other sport. I mean, basketball seeing attendance decline beer, too. Uh, that's two beers now. Yeah, twenty five bucks. And some people know. just say, "Hey, I'll, I'll sit back in my dorm room and watch it on TV." It or is something. Uh, it is interesting how. Uh, but but college sports is it's you know I don't think it's as simple as now certainly if they win a bunch of games and they have a big game they'll sell out the stadium mm-hmm. but I think the days of uh, you know automatic sellouts are uh, very uh, and be, and I think college sports are in trouble because the you know the the Gopher basketball are competing with the Timberwolves and the hockey teams competing with the Wild and the Wild will suck every last buck out of you. If and, you're a hockey fan. And when you look at the two gopher sports, too, I'll go back to the winning thing. It's been Because it's been so long since either program has really done anything like that really turned a lot of people's heads. I mean, there's been nice seasons here and there. But overall, I mean, what, when's the last time the gopher football team really did something huge? It's been decades. Yeah. Well, we yeah, got, but you we know got what, excited though? about the Citrus Bowl. I was just going to say, the Citrus Bowl year was pretty good, and I remember that opening game they had here against TCU. TCU. There was a really good crowd Yeah, there. if you were opening against somebody who got more than a minus nine yards rushing against Wyoming, you might have a few more. But yeah. then what happened the next year? Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that's the thing. they got to consistently put something together. All right, we'll be back. We are going to talk about the Minnesota Whitecaps, who will be starting their regular season October 6th. Uh, but we'll be back in a moment. This is Ricey for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk, 952-925-5608. Any truth to the rumor he's going to make an appearance here today? That's what my sources Our tell sources me. sources tell us, Mr. Money Talk. Uh, we'll have him up here for a couple of minutes, and then you can strong arm him out in front here and get some good uh, financial advice. Uh, otherwise, you can call that number, 952-925-5608. Set up your free, no-obligation consultation with Josh Go out to Edina, see him in his office, and he will help you come up with a financial plan that makes sense. Josh Arnold is my financial advisor. He can help you set up a secure future. He's a living legend. Mr. Money Talk, 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. And live here at the 2018 Minnesota State Fair, this portion of the ride with Royce at the 1500 ESPN stage is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. They are, of course, proud sponsors of the beer show heard Thursday nights on... 1500 ESPN, Patrick. Okay, we have the Minnesota Whitecaps here. We only need one more defenseman, and we got a whole dang team here. We got uh, three forwards and a goalie and a defense. Uh, we, you know, how's it, how's it is it to go through life and have everybody say defenseman when you're a woman? Does that bother you, Lee? Uh, I've never really thought too much about it. I'm kind of someone called me defenseman. Okay, but, um, all right. Stick with all right, that's good. Uh, we'll uh, let me go around the uh, the table here and just give your thoughts on uh, how uh, having this team uh, has is 
what where what level that puts uh, women's hockey in in the Twin Cities here? First team out in this area. The other four are all out in the East Coast. Hannah Brant's here, an Olympian, Team USA, great gopher. And uh, you played at Roseville? No, that was Lee Steckland. I was in Badness Heights, so I played for White Bear Lake growing up, and then oh, I went to Hill Murray High School. Okay, you went to Hill Murray, so you and Roseville pretty much hated yeah. each other then, right? Yeah, don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us about this. I mean, did you... Beyond Team USA, did you kind of think it was over with, or were you going to play in the other? Were you going to play in that league uh, if Minnesota didn't get a franchise? Yeah, I mean we, Minnesota's had the team. Um, obviously, I played on it oh, yeah. after I'd graduated, but it, it was a huge step for the growth of the game in Minnesota to be able to um, make the Minnesota Whitecaps a professional team to join a league, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. All right, uh, Lee, you're Roseville. Yes, I am. Okay, you got crusty old Jack Brote uh, catching, uh, coaching you. How's uh, is he a grumpy old guy, or is he just a good old, uh, good old boy? He's kind of a pioneer. He's of, uh, great. He is. I uh, think he's mellowed with age. I've heard some stories about the beginning <laughs> years with the Whitecaps, but no, I've always wanted to be a Whitecap. I've always wanted to be coached by Jack Brote. I was lucky to be coached by his son Vic Brote um, at Roseville and by his daughter Winnie Brote every summer. So I feel like I'm completing some sort of trifecta. And Roseville is sort of uh, almost the cradle of uh, women's hockey in uh, in the metropolitan area when they, you know, when they were the first powerhouse team, pretty much because of Jack, right? Yeah, I, I feel very lucky. I'm obviously biased, but I think Roseville was the best place for me to grow up playing hockey. I had the Brote sisters and the Curtin sisters to look up to. Uh, and a great uh, high school team to play for, a great youth team to be a part of. Um, I feel very, very fortunate. Well, that's good. Amanda, you're the goaltender. Uh, you beat out our uh, our uh, gal here as the goaltender. Do you feel bad about that? That uh, she's uh, she's basically now just starting a mediocre radio career because she can't uh, play for uh, your team. Uh. <laughs> Lindsay's awesome. I actually had the opportunity to work with her this summer and coach goalies, and I'm just so honored to be a part of the Whitecaps Association. I've heard so much over the little bit of the time that I've been part of the team about the history, and I'm so excited to play in the NWHL again this year and to play in Minnesota. All righty. Well, that's a very political answer, so thank you. <laughs> Allie, uh, you played, you're a Maplewood, so where'd you play? Uh, I played at North St. Paul High School. Okay, all right. And uh, is this your? You've been with? You played at BC? Uh? Yep, I'm an Eagle. Not to be confused with the Terriers of BU. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, did you guys ever win it? BC, you never won it, right? We never won it. We <laughs> made it to the Frozen Four, but uh, that was the time when Wisconsin had a pretty good hold on that title. Uh, Boston's not a bad town to be a college student in, is it? There's a few, aren't there? There's there's quite a few <laughs> colleges. It's definitely not a bad experience, you could say that. Yeah, I uh, years ago there was uh, two goaltenders out there uh, for the uh, BU team, and JP McCursey and then Derek Herlovsky from here, and JP got hurt in a in a in a car crash, and he he kind of got brain problem but he was bouncing back and he said the biggest problem was he was a junior and he just figured out how to get around in Boston and then he had a year with the brain injury and now he couldn't remember a damn thing about getting around in Boston either so that's uh yeah that was that's a pretty huge common. change I mean coming from Minnesota you drive everywhere and <laughs> I was that spoiled kid that cried to my mom and dad to let me bring my car out there but there's no parking you i mean it's a nightmare so you take the tea everywhere but then you think you're going one place and you end up 
on a completely different side of town. So it's and especially if you're a BU student, I mean, they're not the brightest. So. <laughs> there is a little blue collar, uh, white collar uh, competition going between those two. Uh, Very that's for much sure. so. Uh, Megan Pizan. Pizan. You're a Husky. Congratulations. You Thank made a you. fine decision. I, I, I would agree with you there, too. My nephew played uh, for the Huskies. T.J. McElroy was there about nine years. But okay. uh, then he played for Motsko. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. what do you think of Motsko turning his back on the Huskies and coming down here to coach the Gophers? Uh, you know, that, was, that was a tough one. I, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought he'd stick it out at St. Cloud, but I'm happy for him, and uh, I think he'll do good things there. And uh, just you don't want them to be real good things, right? Well, I still want St. Cloud to be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so uh, all your years at St. Cloud, did you beat the Gophers? We did. We did. did you? A couple, uh, my senior year, we swept them. You're yeah. kidding me. Yeah. yeah senior, it was Were our, you it there? Was, I wasn't there. It was okay. our senior weekend. We, uh, my <laughs> senior weekend, we swept them. So That's we, uh, first time a program ever beat them was my sophomore year. And then uh, we had some we had some battles after that. So. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's. Was it amazing? Yeah, the Gophers were uh, rather dominant there for uh, some time, right? You haven't won it now in what, a year? Two? 20, 2016. Your last year, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, are you guys, Lee and uh, Hannah played together, what, three years for the Gophers? Yep, and, and with Amanda. We all played together three years. Well, they okay. had four years together. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, tell me something about what. Uh, I haven't seen the new arena. What what do we hold up there? Twelve uh, thousand, fifteen hundred. Seventeen, I think. Seventeen, okay. And I suppose you can stand around and uh, do all those good things too. Yeah, it's actually it's a really beautiful rink. Um, I mean, on the one side of the arena has sky to floor windows, so you can see kind of the Minneapolis sky or the St. Paul skyline. And the times that we've skated there so far this season it's been when the sun's setting so it's just a really beautiful atmosphere and the ice is great and the whole facility is just top notch and the wild uh, that's a pretty neat deal you guys play at four and then they open the season at seven fifteen or something like that that's pretty good so they've they've gotten on board huh yeah for sure we're excited to um kind of partner up with them and they've been awesome to us and they're huge in growing the women's game and yeah we're just excited to um kind of keep that keep that growing so it looks from the schedule uh, pretty much everywhere you go you play back-to-backs uh, and then same team back-to-back right yeah just because of the travel schedule sure, because yeah, yeah. everybody else is out there yeah where's it where are they going to get another franchise out here where, what do you think what, what we got you got to get somebody out here to get a better number right I, Mad- I, madison or yeah somebody. well they'll, they'll want to go to a do a market where there's another nhl team just so you okay. can kind of have that partnership so who knows chicago maybe winnipeg uh, I don't, I don't know. The possibilities are endless out here. Well, it's, uh, you know, when women's hockey started, it was, uh, this, is, this is obviously kind of the grassroots of pro hockey, but, you know, when women's hockey started, nobody would have thought it would ever have got to this point. So it's, uh, you know, did anybody's mother play? Anybody, anybody, you have any, you're the. My mom plays now. She always okay. wished she'd played growing up, so she signed up. You're not quite the first generation. You're the, you're the second generation, basically, of, uh, of uh, girls hockey players, women's hockey players, right? <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say, yeah, yeah the second yeah. generation. But, yeah. The, yeah, the first generation was, uh, uh, you know, the, the Olympic team never changed there for a while. Uh, 
Hey, uh, Wickenheiser girl finally retired, right? She? She, yeah, yeah, and she just got a job um, uh, with the Toronto She's Maple a grandmother, Leafs. isn't she? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I saw her in the Olympics in Lillehammer, and she was still playing uh, whatever the heck that was. What was Lillehammer? 94, right? Uh, the first year of women's hockey in the Olympics, I think, was 98. So yeah. it might have been. Oh, well, they, did they have an exhibition? She played softball. No, I no, I saw her in. Too. I saw her in uh, Salt Lake. Excuse me. Yeah. I didn't see her in uh, Willow. I was say, that might, might have been <laughs> a little early. So, uh, Dar- well, Darwitz and uh, Wendell, kind of your heroes, you, you know, as, as kids? Yeah, absolutely. I looked up to them when they were playing in high school and then at the Gophers. And as I said, with the Broat sisters and Curtin sisters in Roseville. I was lucky to have lots of good role models. Okay, tell me a Jack Broad story. <laughs> we were An appropriate in, uh, one? <laughs> we were in, uh, I don't even remember where we were. We were somewhere in Canada. This was probably, I don't know, years ago. And it's after the second period, and we're walking in the locker room, and he goes up to this player, and he's like, well, you know, you, you got to get good, and then you got to get better. <laughs> She had just come off a uh, shoulder surgery. She had been out quite a while, and uh, it was pretty funny. And we all kind of looked at each other. Gigi was like, Gigi Marvin was like, uh, mm-hmm. did, did, he, did he just say that? <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, as where's Gigi going to play? Uh, I think she just signed with Boston, actually. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. She probably, yeah. she's, uh, I saw that she was still out there. Now, the Lamoureux sisters are not playing because uh, they're both uh, uh, going to have babies, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, you do have they played with the Whitecaps in the past? They did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's because uh, I, I somebody had them on the radio today, and I was saying, well, they're not playing anywhere, yet, <laughs> but they're they're going to play with you. How many new players on the Whitecaps from what you had? Have you added some? I would or say is it we're pretty uh, much the same nucleus. I would say you know for the most part we're kind of the same. Uh, you know, Lee's obviously going to be a rookie. Amanda's been in the league but hasn't played with the Whitecaps before. The three of us, Allie, Hannah, and I have all been a part of the Whitecaps in the past. Um, I would say f- for the most part we have a uh, good good retink core and we also have uh, you know some new kids that are coming in too so it'll be fun. Where's the uh, mean, hard-hitting Megan Bozick playing? Is she playing anywhere? I don't think she's signed anywhere yet. Really? I think she's up in Canada in that league. There's oh, is there's league. a league up there? Okay. Yeah, we were, I went to the a hockey game, one of the women's hockey games, and I met a guy at J.D. Hoyt's after, and we were having dinner, and we were sitting up there on the, uh, uh, that, at J.D. Hoyt's at the, sort of the behind the bar having dinner, and uh, we were talking about the game, and the guy said, what'd you think? And I said, you know, it was pretty pretty good. I, was, I liked it. It was enjoyable, and she happened to be sitting next to me, so I'm glad I said that. <laughs> and I can't. Her and her dad were sitting next to me by accident. All right. Well, ladies, uh, thanks for stopping by. And uh, October six. Now, do you have a college team exhibition? Anything before the first game? What's the first game? We play UMD uh, September 22nd up in Duluth. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, uh, is it September 22nd? Is that Friday, Saturday? It's a Saturday. Saturday. Okay. At the new at the deck or where are they play? No, at the new uh, Amsoil. Oh, I had to get a new one. I mean, absolutely. Okay, good. Well, uh, uh, have, how many college teams are you going to play then? Uh, we play UMD. We play Mankato, Lindenwood, and Ohio State. Gophers not interested? We've played them twice a year, every year for the last couple of years, but I think they filled their schedule um, before we had a chance to get in there. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, give you a little pub here when we can. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Yep. All right. 
Well, we uh, did the best we could there, and a um, nice uh, collection of uh, young women, and uh, very excited to be playing hockey. And yeah. But uh, I was expecting two of them on, uh, a little hard to do the five-person interview there. So I thought you did splendid, sir. Mm-hmm. I tried to make some jokes about crusty old Jack Brote, and then I found out he owns the team. So they got to listen to him. I didn't know he owned the franchise. But when so I shouldn't have told you he was standing behind me then when you, know, you were making fun of him. Girls hockey in Minnesota, the, they didn't even start playing until about '92, right? I mean '92, '93. I don't yeah. even know when the first state tournament was. So it's not that old. It's well, uh, I know 25 year, years old. Man. The year I was in Roseau, the girls hockey team up there made the state tournament for the first time, and I think I think I remember the coach telling me that it was only like their seventh or eighth year of the program yeah at that time that was in 2008 so yeah, was that the game you did where you no, couldn't tell which team was which because they had the same jerseys no, that was but the boys team against thief river oh, yeah. that's right honest <laughs> to god though when i first saw it uh somebody'd shoot the puck and the goalie'd watch it go past her and uh you know this is at a high school level and they got it, it you know just like in basketball it just uh you know is more familiarity with the game more athletes and and they're they're wheeling and dealing now yeah so it's very good it's uh completely a different show than it used to be that's for sure i think the numbers aren't uh, aren't the uh they're having the uh the numbers are a little bit down though aren't they uh i don't know i i haven't i thought i figured the numbers have always been pretty pretty good mm-hmm. or gotten better over the years i didn't i didn't realize that maybe they might have been down i'm, I'm not bit. sure but some places i guess some, some places maybe not. yeah some are not uh we do have a little bit of not breaking news but important news in relation to your minnesota twins sir all right uh Who do we trade now no we didn't trade anybody but we were we were kind of speculating as to when michael pineda would be back well a broken foot nope bad knee nope, nope. What? Torn meniscus. He will be out for the rest of the season, so right. he won't be coming back. So he might not be in the rotation next year after all. Right. Phil Miller, just uh, he tweeted that out a little while ago, saying the elbow, Phil says also says, his elbow is healing just fine, but a knee injury has derailed his comeback. How he did will... he tear his meniscus? Well, it wasn't Could that... have been walking. He yeah. is a big man, I'll yeah, tell you that. So that's a, that's a bummer, because that was one of the things you were kind of looking forward to with the rest of the season with the Twins, is maybe seeing what he's got, you know, because well, he's a good were, pitcher. They, they were looking forward to that, too. As, uh, as a great baseball man told me, you got your Gibson. Yep. And you got your Barrios. Yep. And you, you, choke, it, you choke it down and bring back Oda Rizzi. Oh. Who's your starters? Who's starting? I don't know. Who are you going to go get? And the free agent class, go by the it? way, isn't good. No, and you know, and if it is good, we're priority only, twelve. Right. The only notable arm that's going to be out there is the Ellis Keiko, right? And they're not going to go and get no, him. No, and do you want and he, him? He just well, well yeah, he just hired Boris too, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't Keiko Plus, hire he's Boris? A junk baller. I mean. Yeah. You know, well, in looking at you know last year, I mean, Arietta was fantastic, and he only got a three-year deal. Yeah, but I don't think any. I I, I think Keuchel is. If Keiko gets a big contract, I'll be shocked. I will too. Yeah. You know. I, if he gets if he gets more money than Arietta, I I will be blown away too. I think we go Damn get out. Lance Lynn. Yeah, we re-sign Irvin. Mm-hmm. Let's give her another yeah, shot, come huh? On, let's <laughs> I was uh, bring the boy. Put the band back together. Bring, bring the band back. Well, you know, in all honesty, is there a chance they're going to pick up his option since it's just a one-year? I mean, no, it's still God, a big no, number. God, no, God, no. Okay. No, I think that, I think they're not terribly impressed with his rehab uh, Effort. efforts. 
Speaking of Lance Lynn, how's he been with the Yankees? Not I know as he had good the first... lately. He was yeah. good the first three times out, but he's uh, this will shock you. He's been walking. He's been people. going about five and a third and throwing a lot of pitches. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's mixing things that's, up. That's, that's mm-hmm. shocking. You know what? This Tyler Austin kid. I'm kind of intrigued. He can't. He's a butcher at first base, but he and, can put the ball in the seats, man. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, I I'm surprised that he's not a dead pull hitter. You know, he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. No, he put a couple field. in the rose uh, in the rose bush there. In right center. Uh, you know, he can uh, he can play against lefties. The trouble is. Uh, with the three-man bench, it's hard to have any kind of platoon right. players. So, I right. don't know, Johnny Height, Yankee fan, you like him? He likes Tyler Austin. So. He's probably, what, your DH next year? Or maybe, for, maybe first baseman if, if Joe's not back? If Joe's not back, yeah. I think Joe, I, I was saying all of two months ago, no Joe, but I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back. Well, he's been a hitting machine lately. Yeah, Come on. yeah, and he's uh, climbing up the. Uh, you know, he's found his natural batting spot first, leading off. So uh, hey, he's a not. table setter. Mm-hmm. What, what would you give him if he comes back? Yeah, I'd give him nine, ten. What the heck? What do we care? The payroll's going to be so damn low. Anyway. Right. You know, the payroll's going to be thirty million. Give him. You know, you could. I suppose you could make him take seven and make him feel bad. You heard it here, folks. 10. Pat Royce says twenty-three million because the payroll's going to be low for Joe. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't give him twenty-three again. Oh, okay. Think, yeah, yeah, I'd give him. Two and three, and then maybe three weeks. Sure. Eight or ten. Over I'd three give, years. <laughs> I'd give him ten. Charlie Walder said two years, 22, though. All right. I don't know. I wouldn't give him two. All right. Let's be back here live and wrap this hour Josh up. Josh Arnold we? will. Uh, do we have to come back and wrap yep. the hour up? Yes. Okay. Live for the Minnesota State Fair, here's Rusty Royce. That's right. We have Jim Cott coming up at the top of the hour on the phone, of course. And uh, we're going to check in with Collar to see how the new center, uh, Brett Jones, Brett is Jones, looking yeah. for the Vikings. Is he the kid from uh, Alabama, by the way? Is it that same Jones that uh, played center with McCarron and those guys? I heard from, uh, no, he played at the University of Regina. In, uh, he's a Canadian. Ah. He's a Canadian. He was the CFL Offensive Lineman of the Year in okay. 2014. He's from uh, Wayland or something, uh, Saskatchewan, 43 miles over the North Dakota border. Oh boy! I uh, checked him out today and was uh, when I saw that he was a Canadian. So, uh, and he's supposed to be a you know, it's kind of one of those squat, tough-looking guys. So. Uh, Anyway, we'll see how he's looking now that Alf lines out for the rest of his career. Uh, that's what your sources are telling you? That's what you? my sources are telling me. <laughs> Usually course, your Viking sources are a, pretty good. That was some guy who gave me a cookie here right. from South Mar. He told me that. So, all right. Must be, must be true. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody with cookies would be lying, would they? 15 seconds, sir. All right. We're done. All right. 1500 ESPN <laughs> is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. The ride with Royce with former Twins pitcher Jim Cott will be on with us right here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities.